Welcome to the PCOS podcast. I'm your host, Selene Douglas, degree qualified nutritionist. This podcast is a place to help show you how to reduce your PCOS symptoms. Getting diagnosed with PCOS can be super confusing. It typically comes with very little information about what the condition actually is and how to manage it long-term. In this podcast, we cover the keys to understanding what PCOS is, the best approaches to improving your PCOS, and of course, how to reduce your PCOS symptoms through non-medication-based approaches. If you've been recently diagnosed with PCOS or you've had PCOS for a long time and you're wondering, what the heck do I do now and what do I need to do to reduce my symptoms, this podcast exists to show you exactly that. If you have PCOS and you want a strategic approach to help you lose weight, banish acne, stabilize your cycles, and reduce anxiety-inducing hair growth, then I would love to invite you to register for my free PCOS Masterclass. In this Masterclass, I'm going to be breaking down my exact process that I use when I'm helping clients like you reduce and resolve their PCOS symptoms without medication. To get access to the Masterclass, all you need to do is head to the link in the show notes, or you can access it directly by going to selendouglas.com forward slash webinar hyphen registration hyphen EG, or you'll find that link in the show notes below. Zoe came off the pill in late 2022 after 10 years taking it, and she didn't get a period. In early 2023, she suspected that something just wasn't quite right, and so she went to see her GP to seek a diagnosis. Later, she was diagnosed with PCOS. Not long after her diagnosis, Zoe delved into the world of researching what she could do to help her PCOS without going back on the pill or taking metformin. And that's when she came across the PCOS pathway. In June this year, Zoe joined the PCOS pathway, threw herself into implementing the nutrition changes, obtaining her testing, and taking her personalized supplements, and in a matter of weeks, Zoe started getting results. People around her even started commenting about how amazing she looked, proof that when you change the inside, it shines through on the outside. In this episode, you are hearing from Zoe, a client of mine inside the PCOS pathway who lives in rural Australia. I'm going to let you listen to the episode now so she can explain a little bit more about her experience. Morning, Zoe. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm very excited. You um, have just gotten married, which is very exciting. Um, So congratulations. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Um, And today we're talking all about, yeah, your experience with PCOS, finding out when you had it and kind of like, what um, I really love to find out about kind of the, you know, those early um, stages when you found out that you got diagnosed, because I think that a lot of people can resonate with that experience, which is often like very confusing and going down different research rabbit holes. Um, and then obviously going through your experience in being part of the PCOS pathway as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, um, it was, I guess it was a bit of a shock, like when I was told that I had PCOS, like I didn't really know what to do. I was sort of like, cause I was on the pill for so long. I was just, yeah, I just assumed everything was normal. Yeah. But yeah. when I come off the pill and I didn't have like my period for like nine to 10 months, I was like, hmm, something's going on here. So yeah, when I 
went to the doctors they're like oh yeah like before like I even had blood tests or anything like that they just put it straight to PCOS like they didn't test or do anything like that so that's when I was a bit like oh okay yep yep and how long ago was that um I think I got diagnosed in April okay yeah April this year yeah April this year yeah okay yeah and did you have any I mean obviously you were on the pill for quite a long time but do you remember having any symptoms of PCOS before going on the pill no everything was like really normal before I went on the pill like I was getting my periods like regularly and Mm -hmm. stuff like that like I didn't start like my periods until I was probably like 16 or so then by the time like I went on the pill when I was 17 18 Mm-hmm. and um yeah that's when I was just like I was probably a bit naive I didn't realize that the pill didn't actually like have an ovulation and stuff like that it was just like a bit of a fake bleed I guess you'd call it yeah yeah well I yeah. mean it, it's often I think um it's very common to have that assumption not really have a good understanding of what it does and uh I think that's just normal because often it doesn't come with a great deal of explanation around the mechanism of action and how it's actually working. And I am a similar age to you and I know for most women of our age bracket, the pill was just the norm. Like it was just the norm thing that you kind of go on and it didn't really come with a lot of explanation. And, you know, you get a bleed every month so it kind of just feels like it replicates a normal cycle and it often comes with terminology around take this and it will balance your hormones or it will regulate your period and things like that so you just assume that's what it does that's what I thought and I was just like and it wasn't until like I came off the pill like in August last year um that I realized that I was never like it was a fake bleed and I was like that's 10 years I was so like I don't know I felt dumb I guess <laughs> that I didn't know <laughs> yeah I think I mean I'm sure a lot of people feel like that but it's definitely not dumb it's just that it doesn't yeah it doesn't come with a lot of explanation and it really does a great job of mimicking that cycle so unless you're you have a reason to kind of explore further or start asking questions. And of course, now we're in the age of Instagram and more information than ever where we've got access to that kind of thing. But even just 10 years ago, uh, you weren't really accessing that kind of information. Um, So you got diagnosed April this year and kind of like what was your reaction and and what were your sort of next steps around that? Yeah, so... When I got diagnosed, the doctor's like, here's a script for metformin, like, foreman. you can take this. And then, like, in, like, say, a month's time, if your period still hasn't turned up, like, we will initiate a bleed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, like, that's, like, that won't actually be, like, an ovulate. That'd just be, like, me being on the pill, like, having a bleed. And she's like, yeah, like, you'd probably be in bed for, like, four days while it's happening and stuff like that. And that's when I was sort of clicked and I was like, no, <laughs> I don't think this is going to happen, like. It's me to do it. Like, surely there's other ways than to just be chucked on like this medication and hope for the best. So yeah. So when I did that, I was just really confused because I never had heard much of it. Like, I had a few friends that had it, but nothing that we'd really like talk about all the time. I guess so. Yeah. And then I got onto Doctor Google, and well, <laughs> that didn't help either. So. <laughs> 
what what kind of things did you come across on Google and did you kind of like um I guess did you were there any things you implemented yourself no I didn't really implement anything like I was just like googling things and everything on Google says like met forum or go back on the pill or do all this and I was like no that's what I'm looking for and then I think my phone must have been listening to me and then like when you go back onto social media like it started popping up like of all this PCOS stuff and like all this like different stuff and that's how I come across you then it was popping up and I was like oh hold on a second like this looks interesting and I was yeah that's got me excited then but you know I hadn't implemented anything before I had started with you I think that's actually a good thing (laughs) yeah I was like oh it's it's good it's good to I think uh yeah come be able to come across something obviously early on in the piece and then you know, be able to make a decision on that because I do often find uh, clients sometimes have gone down that like self-help route first. And as you know, obviously like testing is a huge part of my process. And sometimes I think the people that get results through, you know, the kind of self-application Maybe they just get really lucky, Yeah, <laughs> the, the ones that do, um, yeah. because you can see what, like with such variation in what could be suited to someone with PCOS, like how easy it can be to apply some of the incorrect strategies. Oh, yeah, definitely. It could be you can just get mind boggled really if you really wanted to get so deep yeah. and divulge into it. It's Yeah, it's yeah. not very good. No. Um, cool. So fairly early on, you came across me and then joined the PCOS pathway. And um, yeah, what were some of those first things, I guess, that we started doing and first uh, first results, I guess, you had or first changes you started noticing? Yeah. So like obviously like when I first signed on to the PCOS pathway, we did all the blood tests. But while we're waiting for like results on that, like I just started reading through it all and then like started changing all my lifestyle changes and I was thinking like my diet like maybe like dairy's affecting me and maybe the gluten's affecting me and stuff like that so I just cut them out just for like a week or two to start with mm-hmm. and then I just like straight away I was just like oh like I don't feel it's not so much of an effort like I'm not so puffy and heavy I don't know if that's like mm-hmm. hard to but yeah and you just you felt lighter and had a bit more energy like come towards the afternoon um like before I like started making like all these dietary changes and lifestyle changes, I was like, come, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon, I need to have a sleep because I was just getting really tired and like I just wasn't having enough energy. What I thought was a good diet definitely wasn't a good diet before I guess I started on the pathway. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to just have a coffee for breakfast and like go on until lunch and then it would just be like a sandwich or something. It wasn't really, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't helping my cause very much. Yeah, and I think that's easy. It's so easy to do or to think like, you know, my diet's not that bad or and, and it's not that it is like for sure that happens sometimes, but I'd say for most clients like they don't come in eating horrifically or anything like that. They're actually eating, you know, what is thought of, I guess, as a healthy diet but just not really the right thing for PCOS. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like sometimes by like eating less, it's better, but it's not because you like, that's when you start to like dwindle in the afternoon. But yeah, 
after like making just a few of those changes, like in the first like two to three weeks, I just felt like a complete like energy shift and change. I was just like, wow, like this is really good. And then, yeah, it's just been up and up and up ever since. That's so good. And so we got the bloods done. Yeah, you got them done quite quickly. I think it was within that sort of first four to six weeks. Um, yeah. And then did you feel different, you know, a few weeks or a month or so into the supplements or like how did things start to shift yeah. after that? Yeah, once we got into the supplements, I, that's when I actually like started, um, I think I was starting to lose weight then. It wasn't like much like changes other than like what I had made in the lifestyle, but I think the supplements had just given me like just like a little bit of extra, like was helping. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like my thyroid was playing up or something like that, mm-hmm. but it was just be yeah. helping and that's when like the weight started shifting and everyone's commenting like, oh, you're losing weight and you're looking really good. And I was just like, well, I can't say I've been doing a lot, but I think the supplements had been helping like with the changes as well. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. 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 They do accelerate. I mean, they supplement your changes, the the changes that you're making to your diet. So um, yeah, they definitely make a difference. And I think also with the dietary changes, often the energy shift and that feeling you mentioned around, you know, noticing that you're less puffy, they're kind of your early signs yeah. of change, that things are moving in the right direction. And then often, you know, months two and three, it's really your results start compounding by then as well. And um, yeah, we were working on thyroid and then often things like insulin, as that starts to improve, you'll start to see that weight shift. And it's so amazing when you can feel it, but then obviously that it's actually showing on the outside as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like I was like, I was never too concerned, like with my weight or anything like that. I was just feeling heavy. Mm. And then like once like I stopped feeling so heavy and like bloated all the time, I was like, oh, this actually is nice to feel like this for once. I just thought it was a normal feeling that everyone had. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, sometimes you don't realise how good you can feel until you get that change and that contrast. Yeah. yeah, 100%. So, yeah, now eating things like this, like I'm having like salad for breakfast, like with my eggs and stuff like that, and I was never doing that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And baby like, steps, like you don't have to start there. But um, I think often when you get that symptom change and improvement after a couple of months, you get so much more buy-in because you can obviously see and feel the difference that it's making in your body. And we were talking off air, you were saying that you have been away and you kind of were, um, you know, out of routine yeah. and a few things lapsed and you eat eaten out a few times and you realise like, oh, my gosh, this just actually makes me feel like crap. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. There's so many things like now that I just realise like I don't have to, yeah, eat like that because I just feel like terrible. But it's just it's crazy how it all changes so quickly really. Like it's a notice like if you can do it, like even if you just stick to it for like two to three weeks, you'll notice such a big change to start with. Like and then from then on it's just upwards once you feel great you just want to keep feeling great absolutely for sure um has anything been I guess surprising for you or anything you weren't expecting um no not really I mean I didn't expect to feel like so great like so soon I guess like I I I did go all head first and dive straight in I was just like oh well I'm gonna 
I've got to do it like right. I'm not just going to stuff around and, you know, just do a little bit here and there and then I'll fall off the bandwagon for one week and come back on. I was just like, no, it's got to stick to it. And then, yeah, once it all started to change so quickly, it becomes like a lot easier once you get like through like the first month of it or something like that. Like it's so much easier to like, you know, just start making like those different like nutritional choices and stuff like that, which is really good. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, yeah, when you get those first few results, it's just, it makes doing it so much easier because you want to move towards feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Or other things like just looking at like what's in like food. Like I never really like looked like what's on the bottom of like back of a jar and stuff like that. Even just like buying like, um, like for example, like crushed garlic or something, like you look in the back of it, like on the jar and it's got like all these gums and that. And I never looked at that. And I was like, when I started looking at all that sort of stuff, I was just like, like it's only like 60% garlic and I'm just like, well, what the hell? Why don't we just buy like fresh stuff and do all that? Like I guess like a big surprise, like having all like these additives in food so you don't need to be there I guess is a big thing for me as well. Like I was just so used to, yeah, buying a jar or buying like a packet mix of something and it would be okay. But, yeah, I didn't realise how actually full of, I know, crap I guess it is. But, yeah, anyway, that was a big one can make a big difference. I often think um, that can be such a big roadblock for people thinking that they eat a good diet and why are they still feeling sick from the food that they're eating. And sometimes they might be eating majority real food, like vegetables, meats, fruits, that kind of thing. But it's like the pre-made curry sauces, the, um, yeah, the seasonings and those sorts of things. And then I think the mental roadblock is to make everything from scratch it will be really time consuming or too difficult and in reality it's actually not like once you know how to use ingredients and that kind of thing like that I mean I I think that all the recipes we use are are pretty basic really they're not too hard that's what really like all the recipes and like when you like on like all the set out of the recipes and stuff like that, it's so easy to follow and it's you think, oh, but you don't feel like you're adding enough but it actually tastes so good and it's so it's quick and simple. Like most of those like meals, they only take like 20 minutes or so to do and it's just so quick. Yeah, Definitely these are a big help in the pathway, 100%. Definitely. Quicker than waiting for takeaway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't get takeaway out here. So of course. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, and yeah, of course, that's a point too, because you live quite rurally. So has it been, you know, easy to implement things um, um, with your location? Has there been anything that's tricky with that? Yeah, I guess um, not just being able to like, you know, if you don't have an ingredient, duck down to the supermarket and something like you've really got to be like prepared for the whole week, I guess. I do a shop about once a week or once every two weeks, depending. But um, yeah, you just got to be prepared, I guess. And that's also like with the meal planning and stuff like that has been so helpful. Um, yeah. Yeah. And having like all the recipes and that it's makes it so much quicker. <laughs> yeah. How far does it take you to get into town? Um, to like a main supermarket, it's about an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. So down the road and coming <laughs> yes. back. Yeah. But um, yeah. Oh, we like, we live close to like a little town, but there's no like real big shopping centers or anything like that. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good to know that it's still doable for you. Um, yeah. 
and I guess next steps for you because you joined in June, so about three or four months in. So we'll do retesting soon, which will be exciting to see how things yeah. have changed. I'm actually excited for that too, yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, but I guess for anyone listening that has been recently diagnosed, um, I'd love to know, you know, like what advice would you give them and any words of wisdom that you think that they should know? Um, yeah, uh, so, I mean, just know that there are so many more options other than what the doctor has to give. Like, like some things they might say, like, yes, but, like, there's so many, like, different nutritional changes, lifestyle changes that you can start with first before going on to, like, the medications for the next however long, I guess you want to call that for. But, yeah, and, you know, find someone like yourself how, you know, it's, you're easy to talk to, you can, you know, find something like you resonate with and mm. that's all about testing for everything, not just testing for a couple of things because that's enough and, like, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think testing is such a big piece of it because obviously with you a big key part of that information finding process was finding out that you did have an underfunctioning thyroid and that impacts um, a lot yeah. of different things and also impacts PCOS as well. So sometimes we need to, yes, have an understanding of the PCOS diagnosis and, and specifically what hormonal issues are going on within that part of it but then also like where are your different nutrients at where's your thyroid at you know where's your estrogen at all those different other hormones that um still play a really key role in your overall health yeah and like the testing like that gets done is just it's so substandard there's such a big like range between what's good and what's actually not good like what's good for like your body might not be good for like another person's body and stuff like that but it's just such a big range that you're all in like the good range totally so um yeah I think definitely know there's a lot more options out there than sticking mm. to um like what the doctor and like the actual medications and stuff like that do yeah definitely and you can do you know some people prefer to go down all kind of the the natural strategies and the food and lifestyle supplement changes first and then some people prefer to do a combo um, and that's totally yeah. fine but I really think that you can achieve so much with nutrition supplements um, when you're applying them to the right to what that person actually needs um, that often you you don't actually need medication in in, in many cases so um, you're obviously, living breathing yeah. proof of that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. amazing um beautiful well I think we'll leave it there is there anything else that you wanted to add or anything that we didn't cover uh no I think you pretty much covered all of it beautiful well thanks so much for taking the time out of your busy morning to share a bit about your story and journey inside the PCOS pathway I really appreciate it absolutely thank you so much for having me before you go, a quick reminder that any information discussed on the PCOS podcast is general in nature, does not take into account your personal health circumstances, and of course, does not replace medical advice.